Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Today is Monday, June the 28th. We are back in the studio rocking and rolling episode 97. We are going to get right into this conversation because, ladies and gentlemen, after a gazillion weeks in a row, I am not by myself today. I do have someone with me that is very, very very familiar with the show and you're familiar with her as well if you've been riding with us thus far adina J, what's up hello still whispering <laughs> i see speak into the mic young lady i can't get so nervous oh we are happy to have you back on the show we're going to get into this topic today i saw it on instagram i brought it up to her i said hey i need to have you come on the show let's talk about this i want to get your perspective mm-hmm. on this topic so Scrolling Instagram as I do frequently. And I saw this post and it said that basically I'm going to paraphrase, summarize because I don't remember exactly. But it said basically that you don't really know how someone has felt in their grief until you lose that person. So it said basically that it have you going back to some folks like, yo, my bad. I didn't treat you well. I didn't even acknowledge you the way that you should have been acknowledged. I didn't support you the way that I should have supported you. But please forgive me because I didn't know. And so I knew. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to get your perspective on it. And then I want to give mine, which I think we know they're going to kind of be two different sides of it. I might have been a devil, not for real. And you were the <laughs> angel in this scenario. So maybe you don't owe someone an apology, but maybe an apology is owed to you. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. <laughs> yes, I I definitely can relate, though, in regards to not knowing until you so know. So you were a devil, too? No. I mean, <laughs> at one point, I do think that I do owe someone an apology. Okay. We'll get and, to but mm, my biggest, I guess, perspective on this topic is that I'm owed a few apologies. Thank you. Oh, we're yes. All right. Well, make sure we send this link out to all those people that owe you and let them pick up on the subliminal. We're not going to say names. (laughs) Yes. I do feel like I was owed a a couple of apologies, Um, especially like when my grandmother passed away. Then two weeks later, my cousin committed suicide. And I felt like the person I was in a relationship with at that time did not show up for me. And physically... Like, by not even coming to the funeral. Oh, wow. While you were still were together? Yes. Wow. Did you break up after? No. Oh, man. That's but- grounds for termination, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If I, don't, if I don't look over my left or right shoulder and I don't see your head peeking in one of those right? seats, it's a wrap. Man, <laughs> it's a listen, wrap. That was a hot mess. Right. So, yeah, I feel like I'm owed an apology for sure. But, I mean, so this is the thing. Did you realize while it was happening that you might eventually be owed an apology? And so what I mean by that is, did you realize during the situation that the person wasn't there for you? Or did you give them the benefit of the doubt because you yourself were unfamiliar with grief and just kind of how that can really take a toll on a person? Yeah, no. In the in the moment, I didn't realize that I was being like slighted, honestly. Okay. Like I felt like 
I didn't realize that because you have all these emotions going on and it's kind of just like, okay, like I'm not, I don't have the energy to like, like not necessarily argue with you about something, but like to just even like ask you, like you sh- it just should be natural. Like you should just be doing that in my opinion. Right. No, go ahead. But I just feel like some people just don't know. And like you said, if you know, you know, so people don't really know how to show up for you when you're grieving or when you lost someone if they haven't experienced that one or two, because it's uncomfortable for them. It's uncomfortable for everyone, honestly. So, but to answer your question, no, in the moment I just was kind of going through the motions. I didn't really realize that I was. Right. And I I think one of the things that you said there was that you didn't have the energy. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we're going through these times in our lives where we having this grief and we're going through so much, we, we, a lot of my, realization of things have come in that hindsight 2020 mm-hmm. where you look back and that's both with me being in a seat where I needed to grow and do better and learn and also looking back like man that person really wasn't there for me or man that person really didn't treat me right and so sometimes you want to wish you could have called people out or in my situation I wish I could have been called out a little bit more as well but I also think we got to take into account age yeah. So how many years ago was that when this happened for Th- you? Like 13 years ago. 13 years ago. So I don't want to really age you, but that was like, what, early, were you 20, uh, yeah, 20, like 20? 20s. Right. So like 20. So same for me. So when my situation happened, it actually was the opposite. So I was in a relationship when I was in college. So for me, that was like 2006. Uh, oh, you old. Right. That was like 2006. So that was many years <laughs> ago. And... I didn't even realize it truthfully. And I and I, I was with you when I realized it. I said, hey, listen, I think I'm realizing now that I really wasn't there for somebody in a real bad situation. So mm-hmm. their favorite aunt was found deceased in, in a basement. There wasn't many answers. And this person is a senior in college, so about to try to graduate and, or senior or going as a junior, I'm sorry, in college and, you know, doing all of these things and at that time, the person you're in a relationship with is kind of like easing their way into a relationship with somebody else. And mm. that person is me. Yeah. And then, so you would think, right? So the person that I am now, even though this might not be fair to me, I would have kind of put my feelings on the back burner, mm-hmm. been there for the person, and then I probably would have still rolled, if that was the case. Right. Right? But that person that I was then, it was like, oh, this person is interested in me. I'm just going to go over here. And then, you know, while you're going through this, I'm, I, it's just like, what I've learned now, too, when it comes to, like, relationships, you really should be friends first. Right. And so what I like to really think is that I like to look at people and say, hey, how would I treat my friend? Right. No matter what we got going on romantically from a platonic standpoint, how would I want to treat you? But until I lost my people, mm-hmm. I really didn't have that answer. So I'm jokingly in the beginning saying the devil, but I'm not. I'm a person that's, uh, for one, young, mm-hmm. immature growing through life but then when I look back and I think about how devastating that had to be how much pain was there and there was really nobody around to show support and where I could have been that person I wasn't right right Right? and so that's why when I saw that post on Instagram I felt like I really resonate that really resonates with me because I didn't know until I knew Mm -hmm. and so it also then the flip side to it is it allowed me maybe you can can chime in with this To be able to extend grace to people now. So when I feel like somebody's not really showing up for me in a certain way, one, I I feel like I can call you out a little bit more. I just did this the other day where someone kind of forgot to call me a little bit. And I was like, hey. Not kind of. Right. I was like, hey, uh, yeah, so I'm surprised you didn't call me. 
I'm surprised you didn't call me all day to check on me. Mm-hmm. And and it's just something that I learned. So it's like speak your mind and protect your heart. And what did, you say to, what did you say to me about it? You said something about... It's better to be uncomfortable than build resentment. Say it again. Say it louder for the people that are just listening because they can't hear you. Not even the ones in the back. The ones that are up real close. I like it's in the AirPods. <laughs> it's better to feel temporary uncomfortability than to build you know, resentment because that doesn't power. go away. That's powerful. And so using our voices in that. But again, this is just through experience. So what I'm going to say to the people out there is that you could have been in Adina's situation or you could have been in my situation mm-hmm. where you fell short. Then you went through some stuff and then you could right. say, wow. So what I want to say is I don't think it's ever too late for an apology. And so mm-hmm. I, 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 like. <laughs> I don't think it's ever too late for an apology. And I did extend at some point an apology Many, okay. many years ago, but that was even before I really knew, though. Right. It just was like, my bad for anything that I might have done. But that was more general as far as the relationship goes and just how I treated the person. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't from a standpoint like, yeah, I, I totally get it. Right. And you might not care anymore. And so in some circumstances, like currently in mine, an apology probably is not going to be extended just for other reasons. But maybe you never know if the past cross or something like that it just happens organically and opportunity presents itself. So mm-hmm. be it. But my biggest lesson from that is that I can't change that. Right. I may not even be able to extend the apology, but my real apology is how I show up for everybody else. Preach. I am preaching. It's like, but I, it, it's just you have, <laughs> it's how you show up for everybody else. And then I think it also sets the expectation for knowing that people might not be able to do that for me because I've had people who have said, I've never lost anybody, really. Right, right. I never really lost people, so I don't, I don't really understand that, mm-hmm. right? But when I post on social media, and I said the other day recently, what did I say? I said, it's something, again, I'm paraphrasing my own self. This is crazy. But I said basically about how when those the caskets closing and those cold forehead kisses, oh, I'm pretty sure the old me is lingering somewhere between the cold forehead kisses and the caskets closing. Mm. Man, people really felt that. Right, right, And right. they were, I mean, I'm talking about people from older than me, different ethnicities than me, different walks of life, younger than me, like it, because it's real. Yeah. But until that's really happening to you, you might not know. And even when it's happening to you right away, you might not know until later, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get that. I get that. Right. And yeah. so, what would you say to yourself who who felt eventually or realized that the person wasn't there for you or even in the moment when you saw, you clearly saw the person didn't come to the services, but like, what would you say to somebody who might be feeling like that? Like they got slighted and that they didn't have somebody there for them it, or that because it could be for them presently. How would you advise them to, to move forward or find some kind of something? You know, I guess it would just be to find comfort wherever you can. The people who are showing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it could be a plethora of reasons of why that person is not showing up the way that you feel they should show up. And that's another thing that I think you taught me is that you can't expect people to be the way that you would be, you know, to them. But for me, that whole situation allowed me and, you know, in my current marriage is to show up for my spouse the way that I didn't get showed up for. So that helped me to kind of be like, what what was I looking for at this moment or when I felt similar to how she's feeling now or like, you know, basically to be the person that I didn't have in those those times because I was really 
really difficult for me to, you know, navigate. But I would say to just lean on the people who you can, you know, and. Yeah, because I mean, that could be a surprise, right? That can be how some some relationships get built or some new friendships, because sometimes you find camaraderie and community of like minded people. So I would echo that and say, hey, reach out to somebody that you feel like might get it, Mm -hmm. get into support groups. You might not want to go up to your friends and be like, hey, has your dad died? Okay, cool. Mine did, too. Let's hang out. Like you don't (laughs) want to do that. But you might be like, you know, maybe I should get into a support group or Mm -hmm. do something along those lines to kind of support yourself. One thing, too. and, And again, like I said, like I'm the kind of person now that if I'm out to eat or somewhere, which happened to us recently, we had a server. He was kind of whispering a little bit. And we go out a lot. So we kind of measure people and say, oh, that person's really nice or that person's this. Yeah. And I be I befriend everybody. So I mm-hmm. just started talking to all these people. But he was kind of like, his energy was kind of low. And he was a little whispery. And I was like, he could be having the worst day of his life. Mm-hmm. He could be having a bad day. And right. you just don't know. And so someone told me before, if you assume that everyone is doing their best. Mm-hmm. Across they, the board. Whether they are or not, it's just more freeing for you. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just is. It's just like, you know what? Why would somebody act like that? That just, just has to be their best. Mm-hmm. There's no other explanation. If they knew better, they would do better. Why would they treat me like that? Why would they show up like that? Why are they being rude? It is what it is. I cannot change them. But what I hope this empowers you to do that are listening out there is to be the change that you want to see. Mm-hmm. Like Adina said. Be and do what you didn't have. Right. And so even when they talk about writing books and creating different things, it's always like make that resource, make that thing. Like don't let that stop there. So you talk about breaking, say, generational curses and things per se. But let's try to work on this in terms of the grief arena and educate people Mm -hmm. and not chastise Mm -hmm. them and, and beat people over the head and be mean just well, how about we just ask people, did you know how to show up for me? Right. Did right. you even know what to say? And they probably will say and no. And they probably will say no. And that's why I didn't say anything mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that because I had a few little, I had my little list, like those hit lists that people be having <laughs> where you got these names and you're like, you're scratched. You didn't call me. You're scratched. You didn't send me a flower. Like, you know, and it's like people have other things going on. Mm-hmm. right it's not to give them a get out of jail free card but they do and so because your person died their world didn't stop mm-hmm. yours did yes. yours did so i personally think no one's coming to save you your healing is your responsibility and your healing needs your voice so if you're not going to speak up and articulate and communicate then honestly i don't really know what to tell you because although we want people to be they're not mind readers mm-hmm. you're hurt you're broken is your sorrow it's not theirs. You can welcome them in and ask them to, to help carry it with you and show them. But we can't just be mad at people out here. Right, and right. if you fell short like me, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself because it's really important for you to do that. Mm-hmm. Because you can also build that resentment within yourself. Yep. For a long time, I'm and like, I'm, I'm kind of feeling. Apologize to. What did you say? I said, I do have someone to apologize All to. All right, let's get into that. No. <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying, seriously, what, what, what do you... What? I just felt like I never said anything, but in my heart, I I held like anger towards the person who mm-hmm. lost someone. And I was blaming them for that person's death. Mm. Not necessarily blaming them, but I was... 
I was feeling like in myself, I could have did more. So then I'm just thinking like everyone could have did more. Like she could have did more. She could have did more. This person could have did more. Like what were you doing? So then like because I had that guilt within myself, I started just like blaming everybody. You know what I mean? So I got to apologize to you. I won't say any names, but I do apologize. That's big. Yeah, that's big. It took me it took me a while to realize that I was I was, you know, pushing my guilt, you know, incorrectly, if that makes sense. So I think everyone needs somewhere to put to put blame. Yeah, I think everyone needs somewhere to put blame, especially when it comes to loss. Mm -hmm. You start just everything. Just everyone is a suspect. (laughs) Everyone can get it. Right. And that's mm-hmm. just what it is. But it, but again, be kind to yourself if that's where you're at in your scenarios. People didn't understand. If you don't feel good with your straight up confrontation, pick up a pen and a piece of paper, write a letter, send right, a text, journal. send an email. Mm-hmm. You don't have to just straight up have a conversation. And what my therapist told me before, you got to try to find resolution within yourself before you can find reconciliation with others. Right. And so sometimes you a situation, somebody could be passed away that you have beef with or somebody you need to say sorry to or they're not here anymore. But you can write it and you can still do it and put that out there into the universe. Don't stay stuck, people. This whole grief journey is so much is so much to it. It's so multifaceted. Yes. And I'm telling you right now, if you let it, it will swallow you. You will drown. It is not to be played with. Take care of yourself. Prioritize yourself. And that's really what we're going to do today. I'm super happy to have had you here on the show today. Thank you. I think it was great to have you. I hope do we have you again soon. Maybe next week. Maybe next week, that'd be great. Ride us into episode 100, which is coming up very soon. I'm looking forward to it. I love the Grief Bully podcast, but I love the family. I love the community, the conversation and dialogue that we're constantly having on Instagram mm-hmm. and social media. Still have the Grief Bully journal. You can go to jnicolejones.com and get your copy of that. If you want to write out some of the things that you want to get off your chest, there are some prompts there that can help you with that. As I love that journal. Well, thank you. I, I do appreciate it. And not just that. because you wrote it. Okay, then why? Because I believe that it is truly helpful. It helps you to think about things that you haven't maybe thought about in your grief journey. Helps you to kind of like not just keep it all into your in your head or, you know, in your mind to put it down on paper. You do actually start to like heal some parts of you. So, yeah, I think that was dope. Nice. I am not going to pay you for that promo, oh, but dang. I do appreciate you doing That's that. why I said it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so listen, guys, we're going to get into our In Love Memory segment before we jump out of here. And this week, it has been just about just over 13 years, maybe by a day, that Adina, unfortunately, lost her grandmother, mm-hmm. Norma Wilkinson. So our In Love Memory segment is going to go out mm-hmm. to your grandmother, Norma Thank Wilkinson. You. Unfortunately, I didn't have the opportunity to meet her, but... From the family that I have been able to meet and the stories I've been able to hear, the pictures I've been able to see, you were an amazing woman and your presence is definitely heavenly, hev- heavily excuse me, felt within your family. I'm going to cry. Stop talking. It, well, I don't want you to cry, but <laughs> I definitely want to make sure that you know that you have the support of myself. Aww. And I'm sure the grief bully pe- people can reach out to you if you, they would like to, but you don't <laughs> accept people on Instagram, so it's probably impossible for them to do. My, they, could, they could add me on Adina J Designs. Right. Adina J Designs, if you want to send her some love uh, for this situation. And yeah, send our love out to your family. And that's Thank our love you. and memory segment for this week. Guys, we're creeping up on episode 100. Woo-hoo. I am certainly looking forward to it. It has been a long ride and a journey. If you are not already, follow me on Instagram. Please tell me, what are you doing? Go do that right now. Follow me at I underscore AM underscore J Nicole. Guys, so next time you already know, love and light. Peace. Peace.